love means you know everything your whole time your whole money your your love hi my name is dan dick and welcome to the love edition of church matters it's valentine's day weekend it's flowers and chocolates and dinner dates and evenings out with your loved one at the movies it's a time of year when singles are made to feel acutely lonely and couples are over the top celebrating their feelings for one another but is love bigger than that is there more to love than romance is love ever spelt with an all-encompassing capital l today we're going to talk with filmmaker paul plett about his documentary on love paul has family roots in manitoba spent his childhood growing up in africa and later ontario He's a graduate of the Toronto Film School, has traveled to many international locations for his work, and is earning a reputation as a maverick filmmaker. You may not have heard about the work of his production company, Ode Productions, though it has won numerous awards from notable organizations and film festivals, such as the Los Angeles Independent Film Festival, the Global Peace Film Festival in Orlando, and the Canadian International Film Festival. Welcome to Church Matters, Paul. Thanks for having me. Love is such a huge topic, Paul. Why did you want to create a film about love? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that the reason why we wanted to make uh, a documentary about love is it's this word that we hear used so often, this word that we hear in pop songs, we hear in mainstream media, in uh, romantic comedies. Etc. And I think myself and the the other the other producers, John Weidman and David McDowell. I think what we wanted to know was, well, what does love mean to regular people? You know, I mean, we hear about it and we hear it kind of as this sort of pat word or concept kind of tossed around. And we wanted we sort of thought, well, what does it mean to actual people? If we would talk to people and try to unpack the word, what does that actually mean through people's experiences and in the, in the context of history? I want to replay the clip we used to open today's program. Now, this is Patrick Thomas, lakeside with his dog, encapsulating what love means for him. Love means, you know, everything. Your whole time, your whole money, your, your love. The documentary focuses mostly on young adults, a demographic that popular culture often portrays as lust and sex-driven. And yet, uh, these young adult subjects in your documentary, Paul, have a very mature and thoughtful understanding of love. Now, you're a young adult yourself. I'm curious, what did you think about when you got to the editing room and viewed all these clips together? What emerged for you from all these responses? I think the thing that emerged was probably kind of what we set out to to find out, which was that everybody has their own perspective on love. Everyone has their own definition, uh, as it were. And that is shaped by their experiences, by our experiences. I think that when I got to the editing room, I looked at the all the footage that we had, and, and it was a real tapestry. It was a real diverse array of different opinions um, and explorations and conversations of the word love. It's not, it wasn't just one resounding thing that kind of came forward. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with the documentary. I think that's kind of how it plays out at the end. One of the young adults who is first generation Canadian says the word love carries different weight in different cultures and languages. He notes that in the English language, it's easy to trivialize the word love. For example, I might say, I love this cheeseburger. Do we trivialize love in North American culture or idealize it? 
I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think that, uh, that I mean, I know for me personally, I, I do use the word love a lot. I'd, I'd love to know what you think of this. I'd love to travel to Latin America, you know? I love this cheeseburger. I use the word love a lot, and I think a lot of us do. But I think what we realized uh, when we were making the film is when you talk to people and you actually have a conversation with them about love, and you actually go a little deeper, I think that the experience that we have here in North America is just as deep and is just as relevant as the experience that someone might have in a different culture. For instance, like you said, like that fellow from Latin America. I think that, I mean, it's even, it's funny that you would, the, the question, because um, when we would sit down, we, we would say to someone, we want to, we're making a documentary about love. This kind of look would come over their face, right? They'd be like, love. They would think, are we making some sort of a, a lovey-dovey documentary, Right. And it wouldn't be till we actually sit down and start conversing with them that they would realize, no, we want to talk about something a little deeper. We want to talk about your own experiences. We want to talk about um, the love that you've, you, that's been given to you and the love that you've shared with others. And we want to, think, we want to talk with you about what are, how, what, what part, what, where we are in this continuum of history and where we are in relation to the word love. You talk to a diverse audience. One of them is a rabbi, Jerry Steinberg, and he says, love is entirely a spiritual experience. Now, when I first heard about your film, I was not expecting a faith perspective on love. In addition to the rabbi, you've included voices from a Christian Mennonite pastor and I think a Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. um, here's a clip from Pastor Tim Reimer quoting the New Testament, and I might add, this is just a short clip from a much longer reading you chose to include. Let's play that now. And now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. There it is. As a young adult yourself and as a film producer, why was it important to you to include a faith perspective on love? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, even, even that you would say that you weren't expecting a faith perspective when you were watching it. Because I know for me making it, I would never have expected to make the film in any other way. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian. And, and as a Christian, I just think that, I know that for myself, um, love, God is love. It's such a, whatever my definition is of love or whatever I, I think about it, God is in there somewhere, you know? I mean, for me, God happens to be at the center of that. It's almost a cliche, right? God is love, and yet it's such a rich statement, those three words. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so then in that, in that case, God had to be included. We had to talk to people about God, and in particular, talk to a Christian leader. And I know that for me as well, I mean, I was thinking about this, this documentary isn't, I happen to be a Christian, but it's not an explicitly Christian documentary. I think that a Muslim perspective on love is just as valid as a Christian one in the context of a documentary like this. And so is a Jewish one. We wanted to talk to more religious leaders. We wanted to get a, a Buddhist perspective and a Hindu perspective because I think it's just as valuable when you think about God as a religious figure, you know, God as a religious character, or God as love in the sense, in, in the context of religion. Um, I couldn't think about making a documentary about love without engaging that in some way. 
Let me flip that around. Uh, to your knowledge, were any of the interview subjects uh, atheist or agnostic? To your knowledge. Yeah, yeah I think, I think a, a number of them were. And I think that's just as valid as well. I think that for me, I happen to uh, relate God, l- relate love to God. Um, and I think a lot of people don't. I think that for a lot of people, a lot of people don't think that God exists or aren't sure about whether or not God exists. So I think an atheistic and an agnostic perspective is also just as valid. When you're, when you're talking about wanting to have an actual balanced perspective or, or a documentary of this sort, right, which is kind of celebrating diversity, right? It's a Canadian documentary. I mean, we went across Canada uh, to film it and we really wanted to get you, you also made the point about uh, young people. I mean, we wanted to get young and old. We happen to be in contact. We're young people. So we happen to be in contact with a lot of young people. And I think a lot of older people aren't as comfortable talking about God or talking about love, sorry. Um, so, I mean, we wanted, to, we wanted to end up having the documentary be as diverse as possible. So, But you do have older people. And that's, that's great. We do, yeah. 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 Rather than connecting the various voices together with the narrative of your own voice as a traditional documentary would, you've allowed these voices to stand alone and simply speak for themselves. The viewer never hears your voice, the filmmaker's voice on the topic. What was behind that choice? I mean, I I think in, in this documentary, my voice, I mean, my voice is there in the clips that I chose. In the way that I put it together, it's not, I mean, I don't literally have a, a there, like you said, there's not a script. There's not a, a, a narration happening. You don't literally hear me talking. And I think that, I mean, for, for this documentary, it was, it's not about my voice. It's about, it's about the people we talk to, you know, it's about letting their voices be known and creating a platform so those voices could, could um, articulate something maybe they wouldn't otherwise articulate, Right. We wanted to sit down with people and have, have conversations about love. And they were long conversations. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to, f- to capture those moments where they had an idea. Capture those moments where they realized something about love. That's what we were going for. And I think that also, I mean, that's, that's sort of our, what we wanted to do in the outset. But I think when at, at, the, at the other end of it, when you watch the finish, finished product, it's a lot more of a meditative experience watching it. I mean, I know that the film raises a lot more questions than it does give answers. Anytime I've shown the film, I think because my voice isn't a part of it, people don't feel like I'm preaching to them about love. I think what happens is right when I'm done showing it, they suddenly start to tell me what they think about love. It, it, um, I, I hope, the hope is that it inspires people to think about this word in a way that maybe you wouldn't otherwise be thinking about. Your newest project is a series of films you're calling Kids Shorts. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, the project that I'm working on right now is called Kids Shorts. It's, uh, it's a video series um, which is going to be made up of short videos retelling well-known Christian stories in a modern-day context told from the perspective of a child. For instance, the pilot video is called Dave versus the Bully, and it's a retelling of the story of David and Goliath. Uh, It takes place in a classroom where a kid named Dave has to work up the courage to face a bully named Greg, which he does. Um, He ends up challenging Greg to a competition, trying to hit a gong at the back of the class with a couple stones. Um, So the story is the story of David and Goliath, but it's also a story about conflict transformation 
And that's kind of the premise for this whole idea of kid shorts is that I'm taking these well-known Christian stories, turning them into kids' movies, um, sort of trying to make them relevant today, but also taking an issue that I think is relevant today, like an issue like conflict transformation. Um, and some of the other videos that I want to make are going to focus on issues of food security um, or issues of planning and hard work. Great to talk with you, Paul. Thanks a lot for coming in. I hope uh, the Kids Shorts Project is a huge success for you. Thank you so much for having me. You can listen to a full-length version of this interview online via our podcast version. Go to MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the Church Matters link under the Quick Links section on the lower right of your screen. That wraps up today's episode. For the next episode of Church Matters, join me and David Balzer, co-creator of the call-in radio program God Talk, as we tackle the question, why go to church? We have over 20,000 listeners of this program, plus thousands of podcast downloads. Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in. We're grateful for each and every listener. To continue hearing Church Matters, please consider supporting this program with a gift to Mennonite Church Canada. To give, just call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the donate link. If you'd like to watch Paul Plett's documentary on love, visit resources.mennonitechurch.ca and simply enter a Paul Plett into the handy search bar. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way. Sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.